What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Candid Candor, where we want to talk about what we want to talk about. That's right. You're here with Jay in January. That is true. And today we're going to talk about division and what's the core of division and why as humans we want to be divided and just give you updates on our lives and have some fun. All the things. Stay tuned. All right, all right, all right, and we are back. What's up, my friends? Back in the podcast world. It's been a while. The, it's been a while. The podcast world, we've been in the real world for so long that the podcast world seems so far away. I know. We learn very quickly that we need to have margin because, you know, in the podcast world, that actually counts. Yeah, margin is good. I think we, we, we took a planned month break, and then it started to be like another month. Another month. <laughs> And then another week. And then, and then life just hit us, but then we got some time to ourselves this week, so we were like, hey, we might as well record a podcast. Yeah, we might as well update them on the, the time that we just kind of walked into. So let's 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 go back and... So over the past two months, what have we done? Uh, a lot of events. A lot of events. A lot uh, of... Went on vacation once. We did go on vacation. Well, I guess kind of twice. Went to the beach twice. I forgot about the other time I went to the beach. Yeah. We went for a couple of days twice. Yeah. Interesting. We did. We went to the beach twice. Yep. Did a bunch of events. Went back to work. Hardcore. We did. We, we <laughs> dove back into work. Dove back into work. It's been a very, very fun time. It's been uh, so fun. We had to get tested for COVID-19 once. That, yes, that happened. That <laughs> happened. So, it remains a pandemic it remains. in case you <laughs> were not aware. It's still a pandemic. If you didn't think it was if you thought it was over it is still here <laughs> uh what is it the the prophet um whoever was the rapper if you don't know now you know i'm a, I'm a, we're not gonna move on until you tell me who that was if you don't know now you know either biggie or tupac oh my gosh it's biggie are you <laughs> kidding me well i mean i got it right the first time so. yeah if you don't know you know what song that is uh talk to the j n is in the y Ju- juicy it is juicy oh, yes. okay i know you know to be h to be honest for all you um i guess for the older crowd i never really know, knew why it was called juicy oh it's not good into that on the podcast okay <laughs> it's not that Let's important not <laughs> what other update uh, updates oh yeah um upon getting tested for covid we are we we're negative, but however, we did still have to quarantine. We quarantined back in the house, in the loft together. We I thought know. those days were over, Man. but we definitely did it. We honestly thought that well, how how many months of it straight was it quarantine? Like four, almost four months straight of being I don't quarantined. Know. The months of April, May, June are all like I don't. You just I don't remember. Like I don't. I don't know. They. It was three months on the calendar, but you don't. It felt like. Six months. It's but a it also total felt, of six months. Yeah, but it felt like it went by really fast in hindsight, but it was also like a long period. Of t- it was like a blur, but it lasted forever. I mean... <laughs> I don't know how that happens, but it Like, did. think about it like this. We've spent majority of the year, quote-unquote, in quarantine than it actually has been, quote-unquote, normal. Yeah. Have y'all thought about that? I did when you told me the other day. I but mean... <laughs> outside of that... <laughs> It is my blood. Blew my mind crazy. But yeah, um, currently, I guess we're still in quarantine right now. Um, our quarantine will be up in a few days. So we back at pra- it. Praise God. Out in the world. So, Jay, um, 
We're going to talk about some division today. Now, you recently had a Facebook status that just went viral. And well, by viral, like, I mean it was shared like seven times. <laughs> that's pretty viral for me. But like for you, that's viral because you don't really like speak much on Facebook. You don't really yeah. put your viewpoint out there unless it's like a funny video or unless... A baseball quote. It's or, a baseball quote yeah. or like a really cool throwback pic comes up. So, But you were really, really... Um, motivated to write this one. So why don't you tell us about it? Yeah, so I was just sitting, you know, a lot of times on Facebook, I do what everybody else do. We just kind of stroll and see and... Stroll. Stroll, scroll, sorry. We do stroll on our scroll and (laughs) we just look and see what's going on um, on our timelines and what people... And most of the time, I mean, just to be honest, most Facebook is... You're just trying to see who arguing in their comments. That's my like, my pleasure thing to do with social with uh, Facebook. Um, and so, I, but that particular day, that August 30th in 2020, you know, there was just a a prefla. Is that the, how you say that word? Yes, prefla. that's a great word. Yeah. a plethora. Uh, oh, I didn't say it right. Oh <laughs> <A> well. <laughs> A I didn't tell you out. didn't. I thought you did. Oh, I appreciate I gonna, that. I was going to go with that. I appreciate you. Well, that word of different people who were just, everybody had their own opinion, but their opinion wasn't even their opinion. It was more or less the political opinion that they felt like they should have. What? What I mean by that is it, it looked like I can visibly see, because I mean, you know me, I got a wide variety of people that I have been in contact with in my life that I I have become facebook friends with i mean i grew up in south atlanta i went to tuscaloosa i went to marion so i got military friends i got the country is a friend from northport alabama then i got the hood is friends from atlanta georgia like they all come together you usually like it when i show you like people from my high school like the stories are great the stories are funny so like the on my timeline i'm i'm sitting there looking and i can visibly see you know the division between two different sides and it was completely political but then it got to be where it was people that I you know do do ministry with or have been around in ministry or have led small groups with or have been in small groups with or just who who are firm believers in Jesus and firm believer in the firm members of the body of Christ um and they were participating in these conversations as well. So to me, it became very evident that I need to put my two cents in, which doesn't happen very often on Facebook, at least. Um, and the, the status was, it says, as I said, at some point, people got to put, you know, I wrote it because people got to put. Got to. <laughs> people got to put politics aside and care about humanity, like actual humanity, not people who think like we do especially Christians, the goal is to win people to Christ, not to sit on our political morals and only think in an echo chamber, which January told me what that was. <laughs> that type of rhetoric doesn't create change. It extends division. And the the point, I think the actual thing we were arguing about was, not we, who? I wasn't arguing. Wait, I was, who was arguing I wasn't about? arguing. The thing that Facebook was in arms about was the NBA. Right, which oh. which actually like hits home with me tremendously, because guys, once since the NBA started, I've watched every as January, oh, yeah. I've watched every single game. Yeah, and this season has been so different. Yeah, like there's a bubble, 
Um, they've already they had already played like what sixty games already yeah. in the schedule, so they just had to le- le- legit, legitimately, legitimately <laughs> just finish out a season as safe as they could. And I think they successfully created a bubble, a yeah. safe bubble, um, and they did that. But as well as long as well, rewind. As well as having the bubble, there was also something uber different about this season. Um, I would say that the the players they all um, had a political, not a political stance, more like a social, stance. Like a social stance yeah. on a lot of the ongoings that that have been going on in our country, and we talked about it pr- pretty extensively um, on the podcast, but also in our circle of friends as well. Yeah, but so on Facebook, the biggest the thing people were arguing about was it was the day that the Milwaukee Bucks shut they protested their game. Because of they wanted to see action done and for police brutality, right? Which right. is like a great thing. Like they have they have their own their own influ- their influence is their bodies, right? So right. like people what people pay to watch them um, show their skills and talents and the abilities God's given them. That's their that's their biggest asset is themselves, right? Yeah. So what be- what better way to protest than to you know, essentially cut themselves off. Mm-hmm. So, like, you can, we can act like we ignore all the things going on in the world and just turn on TV at 5.30 and watch basketball two games a night, go to bed, and that just, that gives us a way out to not think of the things of the world going on. Or when the NBA pauses, your basketball's not on. Why is my basketball not on? Well, your kid might come up to you that night and be like, what, what, why isn't basketball on tonight? Well, you got a chance to explain to your kid that the, there's things going on in the world that are not right and they need to be fixed, and these players are taking a stance. Then not only that, the players took a stance in basketball. There were soccer games canceled. Naomi Osaka, uh, the tennis player, she canceled her match. So the US, uh, US, in a tournament. In a tournament. So the U.S. That's Open was like, deal. no, we need this girl to play, so we're going to cancel the day of matches. And so what the argument was about was, like, essentially they need to shut up and dribble, which is, like... Yeah, which, like, that is debunked, I feel like, over the years. Yeah. I feel like there was, like, some pol- like a, a media analyst or a sports analyst who actually said that about LeBron James. LeBron like, James! Years and years ago, and I think uh, seeing it now, seeing it how he's been such a, a champion of not only, like, social change, but also educational reform. I mean, the man, he created his own school. Not only did he create a school, but he's also sending those same students all to college. Yeah. Do they have to pay anything? No. No, they pay nothing. Yeah. Nothing. It's a, it's a really cool thing. Everybody should look up the I Promise School. Um, it's But, it's, like, it's in amazing. my thinking... Are the same people who are telling athletes to shut up and play, do they also see the positive that has come years and years, like even outside of this, but not only LeBron James, but there there's an extensive list of, of athletes who have lev- leveraged their their figurehead, they've leveraged their brand to promote change in like a numerous amount of ways. Well, to answer that question, no. People only see what they want to see. <laughs> and so like it doesn't, if like, it's like that. Let's we both played on teams our whole life, right? Yeah. And we both had tough coaches before, right? Yeah. And so, like, you have the perspective of these things is just like I know one of your tough coaches. I'm not going to say her name. She might listen. That'd be really cool. But I know one of your coaches, and she's really tough. And so, um, oh yeah, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. if one person has the perspective of this coach, is just like this coach is tough. She loves me. 
she's going to make me be the best I can be regardless of anything. That person loves that coach. This coach can have the same – the same coach can have the same things to say to this other player, but their perspective is this coach is rude. She hates me. Same coach, same effectiveness. You just see it differently. It's just the perspective of it's different. People only see what they want to see. Mm-hmm. And so, like, when the reporters, the, the politicians just tell the NBA they need to get out there – Stop whining. Essentially, they get paid. They, they get play, paid to play. Do so all this. Don't um, use your voice. Yeah. Don't leverage anything. People just... only because everybody's looking, and it, it might be because it's an election year. But people only looking through the lens of politics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's crazy. It's like it doesn't matter. And it, what I, I tell Jay with this all the time: the crazy thing is, is if the politicians switch, people will switch. And so, like, if if you're if you're republic if you're a conservative and you're liberal and conservative was, you know, for not wearing masks and liberals were for wearing masks or however it is, and it flipped everybody in everybody in everybody I nah, I know everybody in the world not the world the country would probably just swap with whatever politician that and I'm just trying to figure out why that's a thing, you know, like why is it that politics have become the lens that we live life through. Yeah. No, that's such an interesting question. And and I think, obviously, we don't have the answer, hence this is why we're talking about it. But, like, through the last few months and probably a few years, I've really seen how just narratives that the media chooses to highlight, that di- dictates a lot of what, at least here in the U.S., a lot of what, like, we think and what we believe and... um and it's in a pretty unhealthy way at this point. Yeah, I don't even li- I don't even read or watch news, and only look at the weather sometimes. Yeah, it's, hard. <laughs> it's, it's just like, like it's, it's a, almost impossible. There's such a political agenda to like every news outlet, everywhere you turn to to look for just an unbiased source of news. I just want to know what's, what's going, going on. on. Like that's all. I, know. I don't care who what who what said about it. I don't care how it affects the election. I really don't even care how it affects the economy. I just want to know what's going on. Like, Absolutely. I want to know if there if there's a riot down the street. You remember the day there was a riot down the street and we couldn't find anything out about the riot down the yeah, street? Yeah, but our girl Brittany. But Brittany hooked us up. But, like, there was a riot down the street. But I turned on the news and we talked about politics. I'm like, I just, I need to know, am I going to, do I need to evacuate my home or not? Yeah. And so, like, um, my Facebook post was essentially saying that, like, People and I was specifically talking to Christians because I mean that's what a lot of my followers you know we we that's what we have in common. Um, I was specifically saying that as Christians we don't get to okay say we don't get because I don't know if that's accurate or not but I don't believe in my opinion that we should be the people having political arguments on Facebook, <laughs> especially when we're talking about something as easy not easy something as one-sided as police brutality like (laughs) like in my mind they're really i mean anybody that can argue anything about police brutality and the unarmed killing of black men like you you are just showing true colors of how you were raised as in a culture of racism like that's just if you can make that argument if we're still arguing about if like police are justified by killing anyone but in that matter, like, if are there just a, is the life of an unarmed person not valuable enough to just be arrested? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, why, why, why is their life? If you can make the argument that 
shootings of unarmed people is justified, then you are a problem. Because there is nothing outside that's life-threatening about an unarmed person, and you have a firearm to shoot that unarmed person. No matter what's going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, they can be running, they can be they can be wrestling, they can be doing whatever. But if your life isn't in, if your life isn't threatened and they're not armed in any way, there's no reason anyone should be ever get shot. Black, white, green, yellow, whatever doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Like it's just that's that's wrong. So that that argument that people are having about right and wrong or shooting of unarmed people, I'm not even gonna say black people, I'm just gonna say unarmed people. Mm-hmm. Like, that Christians don't have the right to be on the side of, well, you know, we went in that situation. We don't know. doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Unarmed person, you shot them. That's it. Yeah. And while we're there, Breonna Taylor, Taylor, Breonna Taylor's killers are still not arrested, yeah. which is like. It's crazy. Which is crazy. Mm-hmm. So, like. it. it the, there's, now there's Jacob Blake. Jacob Blake. And he there's. shot. Yeah, unless what, seven times in seven front times of his, in the back in front of his, his children, children reaching um, into his car. Yeah, with his children unarmed. Unarmed. Um. Yeah, I think the list. I heard someone unarmed. say in the middle of it that there he had a knife in the car. He can't throw the knife and stab you. Like he's not on 007. Like he's not throwing knives. You know what I mean? Like there is. So like I feel like there is a natural and and it's it's honestly in. We say this all the time. It's because we live. I think it's because we live in the South, and so a lot of times, these things that you hear and see are just like I can't believe people actually think that way. Yeah. So like we we come up with justifications of reasons why it's okay to kill people. Mm-hmm. Oh, he had a knife in the car. Oh man, great. I know people. I know students that walk around with knives in their pockets in high school. Yeah. It's like <laughs> I know I'm friends not, who are walking yeah. around packing. Yeah, like, and so like I think, and it's just. It's crazy. So then you you pan over to, and all of this is part of that post too as well, because like the NBA players, the, a couple of things they were protesting was that killing. And then there was the guy, and he so happened to be white, that walked around with, with an AR-15 just knocking people off while protesting. So yeah. like, mm-hmm. and so then it's like. He walked past police. Walked past police and talked to police with his gun in his hand. Mm-hmm. Um, he got to go home that night. And not only did he get to go home, he didn't get arrested till the next day. He didn't get shot. Mm-hmm. He went home. He got arrested. And I'm not saying he should have been shot. I'm just saying that if you don't see the double standard there, yeah. there is a problem with that. And if we can't just empathize with each other, and I, I know we talk about this all the time, but it's like if we, if we just go make everything political, and make everything through the lens of politics, we're, we're never going to become united. We're always going to be divided. And that's what the post was all about. It was yeah. just about, like, there was one side of people that was saying, like, well, he shouldn't have been a... I, they said um, he was a rapist and he was a thing. I was like, that's... I, I, I didn't read enough on the story to know how to say on that, but I know he was a life, right? Yeah. And so he didn't deserve to die. But then it was, like, on the other side... There was the 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 white guy. I can't remember his name. Rittenhouse. Uh, Kyle. Ritt, Ritt, Kyle Rittenhouse is what yeah, it was. I, I think. He was. He, AR fifteen, walking down the street, doing his thing, you know, killed two people. Got to go home that night, um, and people were saying like they're going, they're doing all they can to make sure he doesn't go to jail. And I'm just like, I just don't understand. Yeah. The most baffling thing was how he has so much money raised raised up by Christians um, 
after this whole or, whole, whole ordeal. And it's not in a sense of, you know, I don't think his life matters. I definitely think his life matters and the Lord can, can use it for redemption. But like there were also two people killed and another person injured who could also use, you know, could also use that blessing as well. Yeah. Like those are families that are without loved ones. I mean, I think oftentimes just people in general, we get so like tunnel vision that we just can't see outside of our beliefs or, you know, our own needs and things like that. Yeah. I will say that through all the things that have happened this year with um, killings of unarmed black men and, you know, racial divisions. And we've said on the podcast before that, like, there has been strides being made in all accounts. But it's, I fear that the closer it gets to election time, because election seasons always divide us in a way. So, like, yeah. it was because the way, and politicians know that, businessmen know that, everybody knows that. And so, because to them, I, I, I truly believe the more divided we are, the more powerful they are. Mm-hmm. And so if we, um, I just truly fear that the closer we get to November, the more divided and the more, honestly, like the more things that may actually happen to cause us to be divided because of the election and because of the rhetoric of how politicians are now that is is so... um, far one way or far the other way, there are no, I can't say there are no, there aren't many that are, you know, in the, in the business for helping all people. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean as people of this, of societies and people of um, your society that you don't have to, that you'd have to be that way. You know what I mean? Like if you just take no. the attitude that people that people, all people, that people matter, right? Like, yeah, that, genuinely to the core. Um, Jay, I think Jay, no, Jay's friend, Josh, he had a great analogy the other day. If you look at the inside of a baseball or a softball, what is it made of? Yeah. It's made of a polyurethane core. And around that core are bundles and bundles of yarn. And then on the top of it is leather. But without that core, you can't have the baseball or softball as a whole. And so um, just to the core, we have to know that we're all human and we're all capable of mistakes. And we don't say any any of this to shame anyone. We just we say this because we we feel like it just needs to be said at this point in time. If you allow the media and you allow just divided voices to play into so much of your opinions and your thought processes then you're gonna you're gonna be swayed by the wind. There's no solid fit foundation in yeah. that. Um, so just just think about that, and um, really really take some time to do the inner work of um, really whether you're a Christian or what whether you're not. What are you going to choose to stand on as a life value, yeah. or as your your Christian belief, or um, wherever you are in that journey. Yeah, and I like that you said your life values because that's what you resort to, right? It's mm-hmm. like if you have a, a deeply rooted, Asia's moving around. If you had a deeply rooted, um, a value and a, fa- a foundational piece, a core piece, and as Christians, we all have the same core piece, right? Yeah. We all are, you know, 
followers of Jesus, he gives us a blueprint. He gives us a Holy Spirit that leads us and guides us and shepherds us to do the right thing at all times, right? It's just that everybody has a choice to listen or to disobey um, or to distort. Like, people try to distort the Holy Spirit all the time and just, like, um, take what they want to take away, which is essentially not listening. But Mm -hmm. I just think that... There needs to be a call of action. Oh my goodness. I was legitimately just thinking that. I was like, what is the call to action going to be? Yeah, the call of. (laughs) What is it going to be? What is it going to be? Like, as Jay and I were going through premarital six years ago, oh yeah, we celebrated our six year anniversary. That's another big thing. If we did it, you can do it. Yeah, anybody (laughs) can do it. No, but the pastor that took us through our premarital, one of the, I think the first meeting, he said, what? Bubba Master, shout out, dog. Okay. <laughs> it was Bubba. Our pastor, his name's Bubba. <laughs> he asked us, what will be the foundation that you set your family upon? Before, Like, determine it now before you have kids. Before, I mean, well, I guess we, I had a dog then. But before the genesis of any any other life in your family, what will be your core foundation, your core belief, the thing that the rally cry of your family? And it was like the Browns are love. Like we're going to love people as best we can where they're at and show them the love of Christ in whatever way that we can do it. And so anytime that we get to any situation that we deem challenging, we look back and we we get back to that root. It's just like no matter in what we're, what we're faced with, no matter what the world around us look like, we're going to be love to any and everybody that we meet. And that doesn't have a time limit. That doesn't have a age stamp. That doesn't have a color barrier. That doesn't have anything on it. It's whoever, whenever, however, we're going to love them. And I, and I challenge the call of action for me is to find that for you and your family or you and yourself in your car like whoever you whoever's listening to this at what capacity you're listening to it um what what's going to be your what's going to be your foundation like what's going to be your value are you going to stand on the rock that is you know Jesus and listening to his voice and um being discerning through him or are you going to are we all going to continue to just take p- politics and things of this world and our feelings and emotions and run with those or you know is it going to be something that's deeply rooted inside of you that you feel is something to stand on is it love is Mm -hmm. it joy is it peace is it kindness is it self-control is it (laughs) any one of them glad you know all the fruits of the spirit you bible nerd i I wish (laughs) but um one of one of my favorite instagram followers and just like presences as of lately is Jackie Hill Perry and she um she shared something in her story I don't remember if she tweeted it or or if it was like a screenshot of someone else's tweet but it said if you are if you call yourself a Christian and you fully agree with a Democrat's perspective or um Republican's perspective then I don't know if you can really call yourself that yeah because there are aspects of both that don't fall in line with the Bible um, and like, we don't say that again to, to shame anyone, but it's something to think about. Like we can't identify ourselves as one or the other, if we are called, and this is mainly to Christians right now, if we are called to live above like that, that standard that the world has. 
Yeah, one of my one of the wisest men men I know, the prophet Andy Phillips. <laughs> well, we are name dropping so many people in this yeah. episode today. <laughs> you know, we gotta we gotta throw a Bethany quote in sometimes because she got mad last time I just used Andy, but it's okay. The prophet Andy Phillips once told me we had to talk about politics once, and he was telling me about how people show their hands so hard that they have they feel like they have to defend. And it it really made me think of a lot of things because so often we all want to be a part of something. And so that even that even works in politics, that people show their hands so hard in politics that they feel like they have to defend what they're showing. When in reality, they just don't need to show that hard, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, And and you don't have to be you don't have to be labeled or identified. That's fine. Like no one wants to be labeled or identified. And if you want to be... Don't put me in a box. Don't put him in the box. But if you want to be on a team, right, you know, Jesus is a very good team to be on. <laughs> it's just like, I, mean, I just feel like, and, and another thing, another good myth, is like Jesus went in a political party. There was no political body, parties when Jesus was here. So let's not act like Jesus no. belongs but in what, what did Jesus one or the do? other one. He ran to the hurt, the marginalized, the, um, the poor, the needy. He yeah. ran to the people that needed it, the people that needed healing. Um, so, I mean, now we have just such a great example of, of how to be love and light in a society that is just divided and continually the moral fabric of this country is continuing to be shredded. But we have, we know what to do. Yeah. We um, have a, a great, great teacher and his name's Jesus. Hey man, that's good. That's a good stopping for this week. We're going to get back on our podcasting, so don't think we're not coming back for six months from now. Yeah. Um, we should be in a good groove. But, um, yeah, thanks for listening today. Um, give us feedback, like, comment, share, yeah. subscribe. Subscribe. Like that, that's a good note. I guess so. We'll see you all next time. Bye. Bye, y'all.